With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom up, America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. The way that tire buying should be. Welcome in. I am so excited to do today's show uh, for a myriad of reasons. Some of which I will share, some of which I'll keep to myself, because that's what I like to do sometimes, right? You keep stuff to yourself uh, occasionally. Um, I, I just, I loved watching last night as the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in their history, right? for the first time in their history, become NBA champions. And, and I find it to be really fascinating to watch so many fall all over themselves to try and kind of explain away well why they got it wrong or why they didn't why they didn't vote for Jokic to be MVP or we do know that there was a remake of White Man Can't Jump right it's on Hulu has anybody watched that movie does anybody know if it's any good I've heard it's awful and I've I did not awful. watch it no 
Okay, it's fine. That movie can be awful. But the idea behind the movie is a really good one. Because if you're white and you play basketball, on some level, you've experienced what Billy Hoyle experiences there. You remember in the original White Man Can't Jump, right? The original White Man Can't Jump, in the opening scene, they're playing in Venice Beach, California, and Billy somehow gets into the game as one of the guys gets hurt, right? Gets hurt and he hops in, then he wins the game. Then he and Wesley Snipes are going to shoot for money. And in the midst of, I believe it was like, what, the best out of 10 or the best out of five shots? I think it was best out of five. Shooting for cash. At some point, Woody Harrelson, who plays Billy Hoyle, turns and says, you know, when, when I walked up here, what did you think? I'm a dork. I'm a geek. I'm a loser. Right? He stretches different. He dresses different. He's got a tie-dye hat turned backwards. He just looks different than what you think a hooper would be. Does that feel anything like what you saw from Jokic? Yes, some of the ways in which he jumps off of one foot are unorthodoxed. Who's that remind you of? A little bit of a Dirk? Right? And he slings the ball around and he handles the ball and he flails around. And you're like, wow, that's a really, it's just, I don't know what it is. But where we all get lost is we think that because basketball players, and I would generally agree with this premise that basketball players are usually the best all around athletes. Now, like most basketball players couldn't be left tackles, okay? And it's hard to hit a baseball. But athletically, they can survive somewhere in a football field, somewhere in a baseball field. There is a, a definite amount of refined skill. But in athletic endeavors, I would tell you that I think basketball players, because one, you have to use a ball, you have to use an object. Two, there are other players. You have to play offense and defense. There's physicality to it, speed, quickness, endurance. Like, it hits everything, right? You have to have hand-eye coordination. You don't have to have hand-eye coordination if you're a defensive lineman. You just go tackle the quarterback. You have to... It's a reactionary sport, but you also have to process time, score, defense, officiating, where I am on the floor, all of these things. It it encapsulates everything that makes a great athlete. So we think automatically that the guy who runs the fastest, jumps the highest, looks the part, is the best. And that is not the case. That is not the case. And oh yeah, by the way, in many ways, it's not the case in most sports, even in football. If Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time, and it's pretty hard to find an argument against that, Jerry Rice wasn't the fastest. Jerry Rice wasn't the biggest. Jerry Rice was the best. It's not just quarterback, okay? But the perfect example of quarterback is the Tom Brady picture when he's drafted. I mean, Tom Brady and Cam Newton. Cam Newton... Anybody who takes a a snapshot of Cam Newton working out will go like, I don't know what sport he plays, but that guy looks like a pro athlete. 
Tom Brady's just a nice looking six foot five white dude. Tom Brady's the best quarterback most of us have ever seen. Definitely the winningest quarterback. And the other guys in that discussion also don't look like Cam Newton. Cam Newton's got a really good career. Was an MVP, went to a Super Bowl. But being the biggest, strongest, fastest, with a he has a better arm than Tom Brady back before he hurt his shoulder. Not the best. Right? Not the best. I mean, we go sport by sport by sport. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, our brains work that you have to prove it two or three times more when you're not the greatest athlete. And I don't think it just comes down to race, although race probably plays a factor into it. I don't think it just comes down to the fact you're foreign born, although being foreign born plays a factor into it. Because the truth is that if you check boxers for how you're supposed to act, what you're supposed to do, like that dude fills them all out. I mean, people today are raving about the fact that he shook everybody's hand on the heat. Even one of the cats who wasn't even looking, didn't even want to shake his hand. When he was interviewed after the game, he said, you know, it's about playing for the guy next to us, next to me, me playing for Jamal and Jamal playing for me. Like all of these statements completely get it. Incredibly ideal. It's what you want your sport to be. A guy who, like, look, the, the way that sports really work, I truly believe this is, no one has all of their senses. Right? And what happens when you lack one of your senses is, usually in real life, you make up for it with your other senses, become hypersensi- hypersensitized. Is that right? Right? Like, if you can't smell, or if, you, if you're blind, People who are blind hear at a much clearer, better rate. They smell different, right? It's all of those, all those other senses become magnified. And that's what's, that's what happens in athletics. Right? Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning finished, he was arguably the greatest quarterback ever. Couldn't really run, but he could move in the pocket. Didn't have a great arm, but man, did he know where to put it. I think what we've all learned is layup lines is not a great uh, way to judge who the best players are. Because in layup lines, Aaron Gordon's the greatest player on that floor. And look, I love the Aaron Gordon thing. Did you guys see he was walking around the streets of Denver, still had his game shorts on. That was awesome. Now, of course, there's that crazy shooting. Just thankful that that wasn't anywhere near where Aaron Gordon was. But how cool is that? Like you bust out of the arena, you drink a bunch of champagne. Like, yo, man, you want to get in your car and go to the club? Like, nah, I'm just going to walk around and be a man of the people. That's incredible. There are so many levels and layers to this Nuggets thing, which makes it really cool. Right? You got Mike Malone, who was doing good things in Sacramento. And Sacramento had to choose between DeMarcus Cousins and Mike Malone. And guess who they chose? You have Aaron Gordon, who was a star on a bad team. And now he's the third best player on a great team. And sacrificing that role, sacrificing your ego, where you're never going to be an all-star again, is remarkable. Obviously, you have the Jamal Murray, who, I mean, I, I understand he tore his ACL, we did make it out like he was paralyzed last night. I mean, it was a little like hey, he wasn't even going to, he wasn't even walking. Like he tore his ACL. Lots of dudes tore their ACL. I, I, I get it. 
But still, Jamal Murray, getting back to bubble Jamal Murray was pretty cool. But the biggest story is Jokic and our inability to understand not just a lack of athleticism, but people, if you didn't learn this story, the Kendrick Perkins argument was not just about race. The Kendrick Perkins argument was about how many points he scored. That was his thing. Well, you know, he's not even top 10 in points scored. If you know what you're looking for, if you know what you're looking for, you don't need to, have to be top 10 in points. You just don't. You can dominate a basketball game without scoring a point. 95% of the time in basketball, you don't have the ball in your hands. So, I think the whole thing is absolutely fascinating that so many people who speak about a sport that they think they know something about clearly don't know anything about. Because the one thing that remains true is, right, you are who your best player is. That team's best player is egoless, is selfless and plays the game with an amount of joy and a beauty that we've seen, frankly, with the Warriors. That's what it reminds me of. And, and like, look, dude, I'm I'm connected enough with the basketball community to, and everybody's, well, you missed on Steph Curry. Of course I did. Lots of people missed on Steph Curry. Because he wasn't big enough. He wasn't strong enough. He wasn't quick enough. Like my dad's the guy who picked up the phone and called Tony Bennett at Washington State and said, you got to take Clay Thompson. I don't want Clay Thompson. He's soft. He whines. Can't dribble. He's tough and he can make shots. So I think we have to collectively change our thinking. And last night, Gives us a great, uh, great push into the offseason where we can recalibrate what a great sports player is, regardless of, of sport. And like Messi's coming over right, to play in the MLS, but like Messi's not the greatest athlete in the history of soccer. Incredibly bright, incredibly tough. Obviously, remarkable with the ball, creative with his passing. How many sports do we need to see this that we start to understand that, yes, there are tangible things you have to have to be able to compete in your chosen field, right? It is fair to say that if Jokic was 6'2", he couldn't do what he does. And he does have to be able to shoot. He does have to be able to score. But the tallest, fastest, quickest most athletic, what does that win you? And the more I listen to people talk about the sport that I grew up playing and I spent a lot of time coaching and I spent my entire professional career analyzing, I think the less people, I, the less I respect what people know. Because all you have to do is watch them. And, and look, a fair, a fair way to say is like, look, I just didn't watch. But nobody wants to admit to that. Right? Nobody wants to admit that they didn't read the book. Right? Did you see that documentary? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Remember that part? Oh, that part, yeah. You didn't watch it. Because if you watched Jokic throughout the season, you'd be like, well, that's just what he does. 
That looks that those games look exactly like all the games in the regular season. He just you look up and he's got a ton of points, a ton of assists, a ton of rebounds, and he does some funky stuff and he kind of waddles around out there and just makes plays. That's Jokic ball. And I, I'm sure it looks different. But man, was it fun. And it it's a great exposure of people who value athletic, pure athleticism above the actual skill of the player. And I said this last year with Luka. What you're seeing from Jokic, what you saw from Luka, is what Larry Bird did for a decade or so in the NBA. Dominated the NBA with a sort of flair, toughness, skill, and, you know, you get from, again, like I heard it again today where didn't J.J. Redick say Oscar Robertson couldn't play in today's NBA? Somebody said that. Like, why? Explain to me why. Because <laughs> he doesn't jump as high or run as fast? Did you not just watch Jokic? Have you not watched Luka? Have you not watched Steph Curry? I mean, even Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like Michael Jordan at his peak athleticism, struggled to win, had to become more and more skilled as a shooter, had to learn to be a passer. His first NBA finals, people forget the Lakers made other people beat him and they did. He averaged 11 assists a game. All of those other things are more important than can you go dunk on somebody? You have to have a level of athleticism. You have to have an amount of size. You have to have, but you have to have other things that you can't quantify with raw measurements. You got to be tough. You got to be smart. You got to be skilled. And part of being tough and smart and skilled is knowing what you can do and what you can't do. That was explained to me when I got to the professional ranks. Hey, man, everybody doesn't think you can shoot. But you know what? You don't have to shoot. Shoot the shots that you can make and not. Don't shoot it. Pros do what they do. Amateurs try and prove everybody wrong. I just blown away, floored by Jokic and how many people he made to look a fool because he was overweight. He's not a great freak athlete, but he's a great freak basketball player who completely and thoroughly dominated. Like, oh, why are they down 10 at the half? Because mm, he was in, or whatever in there, because he was in foul trouble. The Nuggets are champions for the first time ever. And maybe all of us got a lesson that we can take to all sports that show you don't have to be the best pure athlete to be the best player in a given field. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. As summer approaches, boost your own game with Chalk CHOQ, the reigning champion of natural men's health. Max out your testosterone, your energy, your focus with Chalk's male vitality stack. Visit CHOQ.com today. Use the code Doug for 35% off. Any subscription for life. Uh, We'll get to Dan Byer with an update in a second, but let's turn to Olden Polonese who joins us, former uh, longtime NBA player. Of course, he's also a Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst and uh, I believe he and Dan guest hosted for me last week when I was gallivanting around uh, Montana with my son. OP, thanks for for, for joining us. Um, let's start with with uh, with last night. Um, I, I thought, like, I love Miami's game plan, right? They pressed. They played the zone the first half. Uh, they uglied up the game. You know, Lowry hit a bunch of shots and they had a big lead. What do you think was the difference down the stretch that allowed the Nuggets to win? Um, just better players. You know, that's really how, how, how simple it was. It was just better players that made the shots they needed to make and came through when they needed to. That was it. Michael Porter Jr. finally had a, a good game, as you know, he he needed to. Uh, KCP hit some shots. It was just really the better team won, the more talented team won. And I kept hearing the narrative how, 
the Miami Heat, you know, they had four undrafted players. And, yeah, well, that's why the Nuggets won, you know. They were playing guys heavy minutes who weren't really used to it. And I think, again, the bright lights really played a big factor. You know, guys that, you know, it's easy to knock down certain shots in certain moments, but when the big moment and the lights are brightest, some guys are able to do it and some aren't. The Nuggets just had better players. Uh, I would I would tend to agree. Um, so what do we make of the Eastern Conference if this is the team that represented the East? Well, everybody, okay, that's another thing that I'm having a problem with. The Boston Celtics had their chance. Milwaukee had their chance. Philadelphia had their chance. They didn't do it. Miami won. So now we're penalizing the Nuggets and disrespecting the Miami Heat for playing better than the number one, number two, number three seeds. You know, and so to me, that's such a false narrative, and it's it's really um, doing a disservice to the game and to both teams. These were the last two teams. They were the two teams that played good enough to win each conferences, and they were the last two standing. That's it. So at the end of the day, why are we penalizing them and having this disrespectful narrative about, oh, my God, the Denver Nuggets went through an eight seed, a fourth. Hey, man, they played who they put in front of them. They didn't handpick their opponents. This was it. This Miami ended up being the, the team they played. Again, like I said, all those other teams had their chances. They didn't step up to the plate. Old Apollonis joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, go ahead, Dan. Dan, you want to hop in? Yeah, because Olden is talking about what I talked about on social media about the eights and the sevens and the fours. It's no disrespect to Denver, but it is the easiest path to a title that we've ever seen. It is. They're NBA champions. You can't you can't take that away from them. But if you had the ability to pick your opponents before the start of the playoffs, three of those four teams they played, you would say, okay, I'll play the Heat, play the Lakers, I'll play the Timberwolves. There is no doubt about it. It's the easiest, it's the easiest route that they that any NBA team has had to an NBA title. I, I would I would hold on, I, hold on, I would I would only counter it with uh the year I know LeBron played. But the first year that the Warriors won a championship, okay, every team the Warriors played was without their point guard for at least two of the games, right? At least two of the games. So, uh, and like, again, to help out your point, which is, yes, they played those teams. And, oh, yeah, by the way, like the Suns didn't even have Chris Paul half the series. Yes. Right? So, I mean, it, it was, you're right. Which And, it, and for some, somehow... It's like unfair, or uncouth to mention it. Like this is just kind of reality that they were very fortunate. Now the other side to it is that the regular season is kind of meaningless, right? Um, so we don't it's, know. Who's it's starting really... to get that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but like if I were to if you were to rank, uh, oh let me ask you, at full strength, if you were to rank the Western Conference teams, okay, before the playoffs, maybe even after the playoffs, how would you rank the Western Conference teams? Um, well, the Lakers wouldn't have been a seventh seed. You know, again, that's to this whole argument. A lot of teams underperformed throughout the season for whatever reasons, injuries, load management, whatever excuse somebody wants to use. 
a lot of people didn't do what they were supposed to do. You know, trades come into play, all of that stuff. And I understand that. But at the end of the day, you have to play who you play. And so to me, you know, the Lakers weren't a normal seventh seed. And we said that. Just like Miami wasn't a normal eighth seed. They struggled throughout the year to make shots in a lot of games. That's why they were, if not last, near last. No, they were the last in scoring, scoring, and they shot, I think it was 32% for the year from three. And previous to the finals, they shot 39% from three. Like, they just, they went on a heater. They played the Bucks that didn't have Giannis for two and a half of the games, right? Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler played out of his mind for two games. Um, and, you know, then they, they, then they played the, the, the Knicks, who are, you know, they're just an average team, right? They, they didn't have to, they didn't, there was other teams that they avoided, right? They didn't have to play the Sixers because the Sixers lost to Boston, <laughs> Right, but that's not their fault. I, I understand it's not their fault. It's the reality of uh, of the playoffs. But yeah. uh, it is it's it's a fascinating. Okay, so let let's let's talk Jokic. There's a lot of people who doubted him, who didn't vote for him. I think most of it is is two things. Okay, one, I don't think anybody watches not just the regular season, but definitely don't watch the Denver Nuggets play. And then two, we have this thing, Olden, and I think you can appreciate it. Um, got like if you were to line up the the Denver Nuggets and watch them warm up, you would think that Aaron Gordon is the greatest player ever to wear a Denver Nugget uniform, right? Because he looks the part, he jumps, he dunks, he can shoot a little bit, you know. And like, man, but that's not what makes a great basketball player. How much does the lack of vertical athleticism, the kind of roly poly nature to how Jokic carries himself, how much does that change people's? immediate opinions of him? Um, maybe the, the athleticism comes into play somewhat for, for certain people. I do believe it's more than that. You know, I believe, you know, the fact that there's no extraness going on with Jokic. There's no, there's, you know, we, we have to create negativity for this guy. You know, it's like he comes over from another country. You know, some people have a problem with that. Well, you know, he was chubby. He worked himself into a player. He was a 41st pick in the second round. But there's nothing else. There's, he ain't pulling out guns. You know, he ain't. he's not doing all the craziness that comes along with being a star and a celebrity. You know, we talk about his wife and his daughter and his family. He keeps it low-key. And he's... And, to me, it's so refreshing. And so, but again, that's me. I love the guy, you know, but others don't. And I don't know why. And you're right. Aaron Gordon looks the part. And for, for a lot of people, a Michael Porter, he looks the part. He comes down, he's jacking up shots, you know. And it's funny how he gets so, you know, the Nuggets have allowed him to get away with a lot of stuff. Because that's how the team was built. You know, we're not going to knock you for for taking certain shots. And so, but Jokic is the guy. He's so centered, you know, for lack of a better word. He's so centered. You know, he knows what's important. And he's not afraid to say it publicly. And so, to me, that's what is lovable about him. But at the same time, that's what, you know, I remember a perfect example a couple years ago. Giannis, you know, he started talking about 
milk and cookies, the first time dipping Oreo cookies. This stuff is new to a lot of guys, you know, and everybody fell in love with that. Then all of a sudden, he had issues with people because he, you know, he wanted to shoot after the game, shoot extra, and move the ladder. And then all of a sudden, his reputation was like, you know, it took a little hit. So it's just that, you know, we're always looking for something to go at these guys about. And when a guy comes along who's doing things the way it's supposed to be done, we still don't like him. So it's like, that's why I say I don't try to please people. And I think Jokic has done that a lot. He's like, he's out there playing basketball, man, enjoying himself, having fun. And in my opinion, he's up there now with all the greats. Well, I, I, I would agree. Um, Victory, I, I, my favorite part, guys, is that he literally does not want to be a part of the victory parade. I find no redeeming qualities to victory parades. He might leave. <laughs> Who knows? He might already be in Serbia. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand victory parades. Not, not even, not even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, old and great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk soon. All right, Doug. Let's get to Dan Byer and get a quick update. Dan, what do you got? Definitely did. We even debuted a new segment on Fox Sports Radio, Doug. What was it? Olden Days. Man. Olden Days. Olden Days. That's Bruce Springstink on uh, Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Ah, That was phenomenal. That's a Jason Stewart production right there. (laughs) Jason, how much fun did you have doing that? (laughs) What did you say? How much fun did you have doing that? Oh, I love doing that. I love singing. Anytime you guys want me to sing, I'll sing. <laughs> oh, I get- Careful. Hey, did we have that clip? He said anytime we want him to sing, oh, I will. he'll sing. I'm unapologetic about that now. <laughs> we even gave you a little horn section there. That actually may have been a faux pas uh, from me. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeart. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Well, we get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Um, I think, I think that... Sometimes what's uh, bad for ratings is good for a league. What's good for ratings is bad for a league. I bring this up all the time. The, the steroid era in baseball, especially the march towards 61 and what happened afterwards, like it was, it was, and, and you get people now be like, man, I, 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 I like baseball better when they were using steroids. Like, honestly, had it not been for that time, you would have celebrated Aaron Judge a lot more than he got celebrated last year. Would have been a much bigger thing. So in the short term, the ratings were good, but long term was not sustainable because it was not real. It was not real. It was fictitious. Whereas uh, in the real world of the NBA, between the new CBA and what's happened in Milwaukee, what's happened in Denver... This is great for the league because if you would go back five, six, you go back pre-Bucks, pre-COVID, right? I mean, you remember Giannis, there's always talk about, well, when's he going to go to a real city, a real team? And how many teams in smaller cities feel like they're just feeder clubs for the bigger teams? Now you have two, and granted, Denver's a gigantic market. It's just not a traditional power market. Milwaukee's not um, a, a... a major market, nor is it a traditional major market, but it's the idea of you have two MVPs, two finals MVPs that are homegrown and that are staying. And I'll grant you, like, look, let's not act like Jokic is staying out of altruism. His contract, even in his player option year, which is like five years from now, is like $65 million. But the fact is that it proves you can win where you are. You don't have to pack up your things and go to Miami. You don't have to pack up your things and go to L.A. and go to New York. You can win where you are. 
And so it gives hope to the Minnesotas, Oklahoma City's, San Antonio's, Charlotte's of the world. Right. How similar, let me ask Dan Byer, because Dan is native of Wisconsin, uh, loves everything Wisconsin except the Green Bay Packers. Um, and he likes Wisconsin football, but he's an Ohio State guy. No, I don't even care about the Badgers, honestly. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Hates everything football about Wisconsin, otherwise <laughs> on Wisconsin. Um, how similar is the Denver thing to the Milwaukee thing? Very similar. Hmm. I do believe the Bucks two years ago are a better team than the Nuggets are in 2023 in taking the two teams. But very similar organization-wise, very similar, very similar like paths to the NBA title. Maybe disappointing performances, breaking through at one point, but then maybe taking a step back. You know, Denver lost to Golden State last year um, in the first round. The Bucks have kind of been disappointments when they've been the number one seed in the playoffs. But, yeah, very similar in terms of market, in terms of people believing in Giannis, wanting to see it, um, to believe it. Then also proclaiming that Giannis and now Jokic are the best players in the game in watching. Very similar. A lot of parallels between the two organizations. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Did you guys see the Aaron Gordon walking down? Now, the Aaron Gordon walking down the street in his game shorts and game shoes, uh, when you couple it with the somebody, there was a shooting last night, right? And during one of the celebrations, somebody opened fire. I mean, what, what the, what? We can't, like, Denver can't even have nice things. Like, what is going on? But I thought that was that's like one of the coolest things ever, right? Like, Aaron Gordon just pops out of the arena, hadn't changed. I'm sure he boozed up, but no booze on him, and just walking around, and he's a god for a night. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. Coolest thing ever. And in fairness, you don't do that in L.A. You don't do that in San Francisco. You don't do that in New York. You do that in Milwaukee. You do it in Denver. You do it in Oklahoma City. You do it in San Antonio. You don't do it in L.A. Um, I thought there was some Life Imitates art last night. Did you guys see the Stan Kroenke interview uh, when they were up um, on the, uh, I don't know what those are called. Uh, risers, podium. Up on the risers. Yeah. Did, you, did you guys see that? That was straight out of Seinfeld with the close talking. He was being asked legitimate questions, and he's talking in, was it Lisa Salter's ear? There's a microphone. Just talking to the microphone. What is it about billionaires that can be eccentric? But, you know, it, people are talking about, I guess, his, I guess his lacrosse team and his MLS team both won a championship as well. All right? Like, that dude, he married in, he, he, he had, his dad had some cash, but he married into the Walton family. Yes, that's Walmart. And his son, Josh, who played at Missouri, uh, of course, is the president. And they hired a really good GM, really smart former player GM. And they, they built a nice roster. But the close talking thing was straight out of Seinfeld. Jay Stu, I, I know you had to, are you a Seinfeld guy? I don't think we've ever talked Seinfeld. I watched it uh, all the time when it was out, but I'm not the the second generation watcher. Like I didn't watch it back. Um, I I know the very top level references, you know, but I I don't. I'm not a big Seinfeld guy, like most people are. Ramos, you big Seinfeld guy? I wouldn't say big, but I did. I did enjoy the show when it was on. I did watch it. Did on a you know? Basis. Did, if I said that he's a close talker. 
would you have known that reference? I would not have known the specific references. Just enough of the outskirts of the show to kind of be like, yes, I understand this and that. Buyer, you like you like shows more than movies. Yeah. You're a Seinfeld guy. Yeah. Judge Reinhold was the uh, close talker. The close talker. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one that I saw, and this is more on social media, that's when life imitates art. And, can, I, and this, can I quick go, say something, though, about Stan Kroenke? Yes. Because it does, it will translate to social media. What bothered me the most last night was Adam Schefter had a pre-developed tweet that was ready to go yes. as soon as the Nuggets won the title. Like, listen, we've all thought of a joke that maybe, hey, if Denver wins this game, I can throw this out there. You sit on the joke. He had a full graphic that was put together by the, must have been the ESPN graphics department, showing Stan Kroenke and all the championships. It was it was put out two minutes after the Nuggets won the title. And it was so annoying to me because, number one, stick to the NFL. Number two, that did not deserve a graphic. And then number three, it was such kissing the butt of an NFL owner. I know Schefter's got history in Denver, but to have that tweet like go out and then have how many thousands of bots probably retweet it, so annoying to me. It was a hundred times more annoying than everybody congratulating Denver. Like, 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 like you saw tons and tons of that, but to see that graphic was just, it, it just bothered me to my core of like, oh, this is what it's come to. This is what we're doing on social media right now. Yeah. Stan Kroenke gets a graphic two minutes after the Nuggets win it. So lame. Yeah. Uh, Jay Stu, why didn't that make the uh, your, your? I was annoying. just thinking that. I was just thinking. I wish Dan was was in our uh, our pod our production meeting. Yeah, our pod production meeting. Yeah, should have made the you're you're annoying. It was annoying. I saw the same thing. I think the whole thing with the like, oh, what a year he's having. Nobody ever says like when that guy when all the teams stink. Nobody ever goes sure. like you know all those teams. Plus, stink. like it, the, like the Rams are a disaster. Yes, and it's such a stretch when they're like Colorado Mammoth. Yes. You know, like... I didn't even know they existed. We should have put a graphic for John Ramos for the record for South Pass JV, his daughter graduating. John, what else? What what year did you and Suzanne celebrate your anniversary? Uh, 29? How many years? What has it been? 19? Uh, 23. 20, 23 years. Right. You know, yeah. we should. What have a put year for up. John Ramos. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what an amazing year. It his was amazing, though. By the way, by the way Cowherd... Cowherd doing well. Uh, Ramos is, of course, he's our head, um, uh, head, uh, what? Uh, technical producer. Te- technical producer. Yes. Right? So if you're a head technical producer for Fox Sports Radio and Cowherd show doing very well, then that should be on the graphic. Absolutely. Right? That's a yep. good point. Yep. Good point. Yeah. And, and along those crocky lines, like, people forget the Rams had the worst season of any champion. That the year after the, the worst defending the defense of a championship they had the worst season, and then people really forget that the year prior to that the 49ers were a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl instead of the Rams a drop pass away. <laughs> oh, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I I just I find it hilarious that no one's pointed out he married Ann Walton. Right? Like, man, this guy's killing it. Yeah. Like, dude, you married into the plus, Walmart family. Plus, what a what a what a reach when you're like last 18 months. Like, you're so right about the Rams thing. And John, I'm sorry to not to 
pour salt into the wound. No, no problem. It was eight, Sports. you know, yeah, it was 16, 17, 18 months ago or whatever. That, like, to add the window just so your lame graphic looks even better. The Colorado Mammoth, the NLL champions. I was today years old. <laughs> When I learned that the Colorado Mammoth were a thing. And it's no disrespect to the Colorado Mammoth, even yes, though we are is. completely disrespecting them. It is I, just I can completely disrespect them. I like listen, lacrosse is an awesome sport if you couldn't make it in football. No question. Okay. <laughs> if your parents had a lot of money, you got a little aggression, and you couldn't make it in a traditional football or baseball, and you did lacrosse, right? Like we talked about uh Jim Brown when he when he passed away. Jim Brown like Played lacrosse, was the baddest lacrosse player ever. And then was like, you know, I'll play a real sport and played football in the NFL. I'm teasing, but I'm pretty sure that I'm... 3,800 retweets for this lame tweet. Unbelievable. So here's my take on the Schefter trying to do other stuff thing. I agree with you. And do people go like, well, Gottlieb, you're a basketball... Like, I'm not a basketball insider. Right, if I was a basketball insider by trade, then that's all I did. And then I start like, I've been a national radio host for 20 years, bro. And yes, basketball is my expertise. But I'm not an insider dealing with information. And yeah, it's the blatant kiss up thing that's just like, oh, yeah. 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 Just like when insiders tell us who changed agents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who cares? Well, I mean, the NBA, the NBA draft stuff, like it's painful there is one guy who is has got a big name, and I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday where so and so is pulling his name out of the NBA draft, but he's going to bet on himself and and uh, join a professional developmental team in Australia. Like that's not what betting on yourself is. Sorry, that's I don't want to play in college basketball, so I'm going to go to Australia and train. <laughs> Hey, bet on yourself is staying in the NBA draft when people are telling you not to stay in the NBA draft. It's kind of betting against yourself. Maybe he bet on his Australian team to win the title, and uh, if he, you know, put a million down and they win, then he's got a you know ten to one odds. Maybe that's what it could be. Did you guys see the baby Gronk thing on um, social media today? I've seen it over the last few days. I don't know what happened today. So there's a new one where there's some podcast and they were asking baby Gronk questions and his dad was sitting next to him and he answers the question. His dad's like, no, 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 no. Answer it this way. And uh, it, it, it is sad, but it's more, it reminds me of, of uh, Talladega Nights. Remember when, he, when, uh, when Ricky Bobby's at home and he's got Walker and Texas Ranger. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey, Chip. Like a spider monkey. Like I feel like it's life imitating art there too. Just for the, the listeners and for uh, specifically John Ramos and me, uh, what is this Baby Gronk? Could you g- just give me like a- You don't know who Baby ten, Gronk is? No, just give me a 10 second description of what this Baby is. Baby Gronk is a little kid. I don't know what he is, 10 years old or something. And he's got like- uh, he, he's he goes around to college. He's been like yeah, they have like video of him deboing kids in like uh, flag football, and he wants to be like the next Rob Gronkowski. He wears chains. He goes to college campuses and takes like unofficial visits and takes pictures in pads. 
And um, his dad's like a failed football player who's kind of concocted this thing. And all told social media, he's got 600,000 followers. But that's like, you know, combining uh, TikTok and IG and Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. But um, yeah, that's that's who Baby Gronk is. So basically what you're saying is he beats me by 598,000 Twitter followers. Well, he doesn't have that many Twitter followers. Oh. <laughs> it's a combination of all of them. But yes, he has a lot more social media followers. Wow. Hmm. And it's like kind of taking on a life of its own. And then he did some interview on a podcast. Two guys are asking him questions. And his dad's like, no, no, no. Answer it this way. And it just it's the worst sounding thing ever. And it's it's making him sound like. Walker or Texas Ranger. I forget which one said, I come out, I'll come at you like a spider monkey, Chip. Like a spider monkey. That's from Talladega Night Standby, by the way. Oh, okay. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. Here's my advice to people who are like me, who are just mortified by this baby Gronk thing. Mark this down. Unless he plays in college, unless he plays professionally, this will be the last I will ever talk about him. And the more the people do it, the less it'll happen. Right? It's, it's not, like nothing else. If you really want somebody to go away, pretend like they don't exist. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.